Sean Khalifa, man. Ride or die, remember? Wasn't that hard to find you, Toretto? Wasn't hiding. I need your help, dog. I need your team. Maybe the lady we once knew is gone. You don't turn your back on that. Even when they do. They got a tank. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I am doing fantastic. Welcome to a very special bonus episode. As you know, I just finished the Rocky series with uh, Jameson. It was super fun. And episode 99 is the, in my eyes, the Karate Kid remake, the true one, Never Back Down. And then, of course, the 100th episode is The Karate Kid, which should be in about two weeks. But last night, I saw Fast and Furious 6, or the true title, as I've been telling everybody, Furious 6. And I wanted to do a bonus episode. I did a bonus episode a little while ago for G.I. Joe Retaliation. And I thought, why not? And again, these bonus episodes, they don't count towards the 100th. That's why they're called, aka, bonus episodes. Now, what I'm going to be doing in this review is I'm going to give you a spoiler-free review of Furious 6. And then I'm going to play some music. And then after that will be the spoiler section. So uh, just in case you don't want to be spoiled, which trust me, if you're a fan of this series, you don't want to be spoiled in this film, then you'll want to cut out after you hear the tune. You want to check out the tune, though, because it's awesome. But after that, though, make sure you uh, pause, go watch the movie, come back, and hear what I have to say about the spoilers. I am going to give you a little... Uh, you know, rundown, if you will, of the other movies leading up to Fast 6. I've never done the whole series. I was actually going to do the whole entire series before we got to Fast 6. However, I just didn't have enough time with the whole Rocky series and just trying to prepare for the 100th episode. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. But I think everything should fit into this episode very nicely. So I'm not going to be doing any movie and music news on this episode, just like for G.I. Joe. It's a bonus episode. We're here strictly to talk the new movie. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So movie and music news will resume on episode 99, Never Back Down. So let's get into uh, the review, uh, the spoiler-free review of Furious 6. So how's the life of a retired international criminal? I need your help, Dom. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down a military convoy. This most recent job graduated them to a whole new level. 
is that, Hobbs? This was taken a week ago. He's messing with your head. Letty's dead, though. I need to know for sure. Then I'm going with you. Equipment's way better than that trash in Rio. Way better. So now we work for the Hulk? Things changed. Breathe with me. Our target's Owen Shaw, former major in the SAS Spec Ops soldier. You help us get Letty, we'll get you, Shaw. But we need full pardons all the way around. And cars. Make sure they're fast. We talk of vehicular warfare. I've never seen this before. You believe in ghosts? You don't turn your back on family, even when they do. You've won. This code you live by is about family. It's the very reason you weren't even in the game. Damn. Breathe with me. Somebody do something. I gotta take all my ass. All right, Furious 6. Now, let me just tell you a few things before we get started here. Uh, the Fast and the Furious series is one of those rare series that I feel as the movies progress, it gets better and better and better, unlike the normal, the more you make, the crappier it gets. I mean, how many franchises can we name where number five blows away all the other ones that came before it. Very little. I mean, most people, you know, especially if you're a horror fan, most people say like Friday 13th 5 or, or whatever. But I'm just saying in general, your number five movie usually is trash. It never really kills the prior movies. And that's what's beautiful about this series. So the first movie, The Fast and the Furious, uh, I was not a humongous fan of. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, uh, granted, it definitely made me want to play some Need for Speed games. I mean, that was one of the first games I bought for my PlayStation 2 was Need for Speed Underground, thanks to The Fast and the Furious. You know, but I was never a diehard fan, and I did become a fan of Paul Walker and Vin Diesel from that film. Now, here's the thing. The characters in these movies, they get a lot of bad raps and other roles. You know, Paul Walker works 100% perfectly in this uh, franchise. I think he's made some pretty decent movies. I don't think he's an amazing actor, but he's definitely not terrible of an actor. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed some of his stuff, like uh, the one movie where... Uh, I'm trying to think of it where uh, he's running away from a crazy guy in a semi truck trying to kill him and uh, there's three different endings on the DVD and I can't remember for the life of me but I mean that was a really good movie I saw him in Varsity Blues you know he's decent 
But in the Fast and the Furious franchise, he works perfectly. And I think as each movie has gone on, his acting chops have gotten better and better. Uh, Vin Diesel, you know, he is what's funny when I watch all these interviews. He's a very shy guy, super shy, always smiling, but he's very shy. But when you watch him in these movies, he's just so badass, if you will. And, uh, you know, The Rock, I mean, The Rock is, you know, everybody knows how much I love The Rock. You know, I'm The Rock's biggest fan in the face of the planet. So, of course, having him return for me is awesome. I mean, he's my favorite entertainer of all time. You know, uh, Dwayne Johnson is my favorite wrestler of all time. And just he's a fantastic entertainer. Uh, Acting wise, he's getting better and better as the movies go on. You know, is he going to win an Oscar? Of course not. Maybe, you know, 10 years from now, he gets some role that's just crazy and he blows everybody away. But for me, entertainment wise, charisma he has, the looks he has, he's the whole package for me. And he's just fun. This series, I'm just going to tell you this, the Fast and the Furious series are movies made for me. They make me very happy. They get my heart racing. Uh, They're very emotional for me. Uh, you know, they make me cheer. They make my, my mouth drop. I mean, this, this series is fantastic for me. And of course it's a brain dead series. You know, I'm the first to admit that Uh, this is one of those series. You just leave your brain at the door. You just throw logic out. And obviously the fans know that. And the people making these movies know that the logic behind the movies that they deliver are you know physically impossible some of the times but we all love them and each movie gets bigger and bigger and bigger as we you know as each movie goes on now funny enough my wife watched the first movie absolutely hated it so when too fast too furious came out and there was no vin diesel it was just paul walker um a lot of people don't like this movie I I actually loved it. I loved it more than the first one because of Tyrese. I I didn't know who this Tyrese guy was, but he was so funny. And him and Paul Walker just worked so good together. You know, looking back on it now, it's definitely one of the weakest ones in the series. But at the time... Fast and you know, too fast, too furious was great. Ludacris, I didn't realize how great and funny he was. I dug all the characters. I just, I love Tyrese. He was so funny. Every time he's on screen, it's just I can't keep my eyes off of him. And uh, it's great to see Paul Walker. How amazing of a driver he is when you watch all the behind the scenes stuff throughout this series. Pretty much 95% of everything you see on screen done by Vin Diesel and Paul Walker is them. This is really them driving, doing all these crazy stunts because they're that good. They've been doing this for years and years and years. So it's pretty awesome and it's pretty cool that 95% of everything you see on screen by the cast is done by them. You know, uh, what you see Giselle do in this film, I just watched the making of and she did, you know, the whole highway scene that you see in the trailers where she's jumping on the car and puts a gun in a guy's face. That was really her doing that. It's pretty awesome. So uh, overall, the first Fast and the Furious, I'd give that a solid three. You know, Michelle Rodriguez, I obviously became a fan of and it was cool. Uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, I gave that one a solid three and a half. Uh, week four stars but definitely three and a half and then we get the tokyo drift so tokyo drift was definitely um different 
And I got my wife to watch Tokyo Drift because I'm like, look, it's not like the other two. You know, she never wanted to watch those, but she watched Tokyo Drift and she kind of dug it. She thought it was cool, but she fell in love with Han. Han became like her guy. So when he dies in the movie, you know, it was just really depressing for her. So when uh, when uh, Fast and Furious came out and Han was in it, she was really confused. And I was trying to tell her, well, this is a prequel. It takes place prior to Tokyo Drift. Now, what's cool is we have Justin Lin uh, who comes in Tokyo Drift and decides to take the franchise in a new direction. And boy, is this guy fantastic. And uh, Tokyo Drift, I give that one about three stars. Uh, I like it, but it's not fantastic. Anything with, with Han, though, you know, he's my third favorite character of the series. So he's fantastic. Anytime I see his stuff is great. You know, the Drift King himself, it was a lot, sometimes it was really hard to hear him speak and whatever. But, you know, it, it wasn't bad. But Fast and Furious, though, that's where we start changing the game in this series. After you get the Vin Diesel cameo at the end of uh, Tokyo Drift, the fans went crazy. And, you know, he knew it was time to come back. So you got, as they say, uh, you know, new model original parts. You got Michelle Rodriguez back. You got Paul Walker back. You got uh, Vin Diesel back. And it was a pretty awesome story. And my wife went to the theater. It was the first time we went to a Fast and Furious movie in the theater. She came out really, really enjoying it. And, of course, she loved Han. And she was happy to see him in this film and just said, okay, you know, Tokyo Drift happens after this movie. But overall, she really dug Fast and Furious. Then we get to the big one, Fast Five. Now, at this point in the game, you know, seeing all the trailers and stuff, my wife was really excited about seeing this film because seeing The Rock and Vin Diesel fight was just like, okay, I got to see that. I wanted to see that. And I had really, you know... I, I had some decent expectations for Fast Five, but I had no idea the what they would deliver. So like Fast and Furious, I would give that one a solid four. Solid four stars. It was definitely the best in the series at that time. It was a really good story. Uh, they kind of toned down the racing a little bit. It was more of a story of Brian and Dom versus street racing, and I was digging that. I, the you know, like I said, street racing's cool, but I was glad that they were kind of moving away from that. Then we get the Fast Five, and they totally changed the whole thing of making it a heist film. And we got my boy Tyrese back, we got Ludacris back, we got Giselle back, who was bad in Fast and Furious, and then became part of the crew, and it was amazing. And Fast Five, right off the bat, I gave it like a four and a half star. I have since watched this movie, Fast Five, at least 12 times because I have cable. They always play it on cable. My wife and me, we laugh at the same parts, which is normally always with uh, Ludacris and Tyrese. We laugh at the same time. We always cheer at the same time. We just, whenever that movie comes on, we stop whatever we're doing and we watch it. I have since moved that movie to five stars. To me, uh, five stars for those of you who don't know who I am and you're just checking this out for the first time, I'm not one of those guys that are like, five-star movies are reserved for the classics, you know, Casablanca, Godfather, all those things. Because here's the thing, there ain't no movie on the face of the planet that's perfect. You give me a movie and say it's perfect, you're full of crap. Because there's always going to be something wrong. There's going to be some editing mistake, something is going to be wrong somewhere. No movie on the face of the planet is perfect. 
five stars is a personal choice. For me, I'm an emotional person. I get emotionally invested in a movie. If a movie can emotionally take me in and have me cheering one minute and crying the next, and you're really pulling on my heartstrings, go back to the Rocky series. And that that's an easy series to make fun of and poke and do poke and prodding to. But I came to come, you know, I came out of that series realizing how phenomenal of a series it was. And I cried in a lot of those movies because there was so much depth in there that people don't give it for. Now, I'm not going to say that the Fast and the Furious series has all this depth and it's going to make you cry every film. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that if a movie can bring me in emotionally and really pull at my heartstrings and just make me cheer and I just feel like I'm part of the team, that's a great movie. So movies that get five stars, number one, go off fun factor. Number two, how emotionally invested was I in this film? Number three, how much do I love these characters? Were there any bad performances? Were there any scenes that I just didn't like? And if you can kind of pass all those tests, you get a five star. And when I watch Fast Five, I realize, yeah, the ending is ridiculous and off the wall crazy. But that's the beauty of these movies is it's leave your brain at the door and leave your troubles for two hours and have a blast. So I've since moved Fast Five from four and a half to five stars because I absolutely love that movie. And I had the highest of highest expectations when Fast and Furious 6 was announced and I heard all the things they were doing, having uh, Dom and uh, and Brian working with Hobbs and having Gina Carano come aboard, but most of all having Letty come back and uh, the tagline, all roads lead to this, meaning, okay, this has got to be where Han dies. Now keep in mind, Han is my third favorite character, so I've enjoyed having him in uh, Tokyo Drift, the fat, you know, Fast and Furious, and then Fast Five, and of course, Fast Five, there was more than five players involved. But this movie is called Furious Six, and there's six people that are involved, so it kind of makes perfect sense. So, getting into the review here of uh, Furious Six, that's just kind of give you my history with this series. Is that it was one of those series I did not like, but as the movies progressed, I fell in love with them and have gone back and really liked the other movies. Same as my wife. You know, like I said, my wife totally hated those other movies. And now we watch Too Fast, Too Furious. She has fun with it. Watch Tokyo Drift. It's fun. She digs them. So, and of course, Fast Five is the one that we love. That's the one we watch all the time. And then we just watched uh, Fast and Furious right before we saw Fast or Furious 6 because I knew there was going to be a lot of callbacks to part four. So, uh, I'll get into some of those in the spoiler-free section, but not the complete details. So let's go into this as a overall spoiler-free plot for you. And before I get into this plot, I just want to make something really clear. I would highly suggest, if you haven't seen this film, watch number four and five back-to-back go into this. Because this movie calls back especially to four, and then, of course, five you need to set up where they're at because it you know the characters you have in this film all result from number five but a lot of the callbacks go back to number four so it's very important that you watch four and five before you go see this that's my highest uh you know red flag that i can give you prior to seeing this film so overall we have uh you know dom which obviously is vin diesel and brian aka paul walker 
Since the real heist in Part 5, the whole crew has about $100 million, but they're all scattered across the globe. That way there's no extradition into the United States. But they want to kind of return home. So we have Hobbs, a.k.a. my boy, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, He's been tracking this organization of uh, these skilled mercenary drivers around 12 countries. Now, our main bad guy in this film... Uh, is played by uh, Luke Evans, and uh, his character's name is Owen Shaw. He's a former Special Air Service soldier uh, leading this heist gang. And, uh, I mean, they're basically ruthless. And they also have what we thought was dead, you know, person who was dead was Letty. Um, now, basically, it's not a spoiler, but Letty suffered amnesia from the trauma that happened in four which i'll kind of get into in the spoiler section but that's why she doesn't know what's going on because she has amnesia so that's how she gets involved in this film so the only way to stop the criminals is to basically outmatch them well to stop wolves you need wolves so hobbs comes to dom's and comes to dom and asks for his team to realign, come together in London, and if they do this, you know, basically they get full pardons and they can return home and make their families whole again. That's the basic plot line of the story. So let's get into a little bit of details without giving too much away. All right, so let's talk about our characters. So we have uh, Dom back, of course, and he's just as awesome as he was in all these movies. I mean, you guys know him. He is, you know, he's the ringleader, if you will. But you guys have seen the trailer. You know, his whole thing is family. That's what's so great about this series. Not only has it turned into um, a heist type of film, now it's them fighting terrorists, which is pretty cool. But the whole point of this series is family. They're all family. And one thing I was reading and why this series is so Uh, financially successful is it's so diverse you have black people you have white people you have asian people you have hispanic people all in this film and they're all family and that's fantastic i mean how many movie series do you get where you have different races and def uh, and different ethnic groups together all claiming to be family that's awesome. And that and that's I think the heart and soul of this series and why so many people resonate because you know if you're an Asian guy, you're going to love Han. You know if you're Hispanic, you're going to love Letty and you're going to love Dom. You know if you're you know if you're African American, you're going to love Tyrese and you're going to love Ludacris. You know that's the beauty of this series. There's somebody for you to connect with and they all do a fantastic job. And emotionally, you know, I've been invested in these characters for a long time since they've been out and I've grown with these guys and that's the beauty is they all realize how older they're getting and they've matured the story you know now you have a family you know in number five uh, we had Dom's sister which is uh, Mia she was pregnant at the end of Fast Five well now they have a baby you know the baby's name is Jack so you get to see Brian and Mia and the baby and Dom all hanging out, being a family. It's awesome. It's a great scene. And then, of course, if you remember Hob, which uh, her name is Alina, 
And as you remember, at the end of Fast Five, her and Don were together. So I was really wondering how that was going to come into play now that Letty's alive. And I have to say they handled that aspect of the story fantastic. I was really happy how it was dealt with in the beginning of the film and how they deal with it by the uh, end of the film. Uh, Really good. I'm not going to get into details. I don't want to spoil it for you. But it was done really well and it made perfect sense where they went with that story. Uh, in regards to Letty, it's great having Michelle Rodriguez back. You know, the fans love her. She actually was surprised at the end of Fast Five when they showed the picture. She didn't know she was coming back, but the fans wanted her back. In fact, a little trivia for you, for you. Vin Diesel had put up on Facebook, uh, you know, some of the people that would be cool to bring in a series. And one person suggested, why don't you bring in The Rock? It would be awesome to see you guys fight. And based on that post, he asked Dwayne to come into the series, and that changed everything. And, you know, they really, that's why the fans love this so much, is they all interact with the fans so much on Twitter and Facebook. And you can just really contact these people. It's like they're so down to earth, and it's really great, like Ludacris. I have never really been a humongous fan of his music, but I think he's absolutely hilarious. Same with Tyrese. Uh, he's just amazing. So Roman Pierce, obviously he is the big comedic guy of the series. Now I will tell you this, there are more funny moments with Roman in Fast 5 than you get in Fast 6. So don't go into this movie thinking that it's going to be as funny as it was in Fast 5. However, there are different comedic elements that happen from different people that you would not expect that make up for that, which takes it to a whole new level. So you get the perfect balance of, you know, uh, Tyrese character Roman Pierce and Chris Bridges, a.k.a. Ludacris character Taj, uh, are basically, you know how those two are kind of buddies, always going head to head. You get more of that in this film, which is fantastic. And then we have, of course, my boy Han. Uh, as they say, all roads come to an end. So I will tell you this. Tokyo Drift does get taken care of in this film. And uh, there's a lot of speculation in regards to how does it play out. Well, you'll have to find out. I will tell you this. It does not happen until the post credit scene. So make sure when the movie ends and you get the, you know, please don't try this at home message, make sure that you stick around and watch this scene. The good news is you don't have to wait a long time with Fast Five. Remember, they had they kind of made you wait about two minutes before you got to see the whole Letty scene. You only have to wait about 30 seconds for this. But people were standing up in my theater, and I was like, sit down. I mean, I was screaming because I wanted to see this scene because it starts right up. And I knew exactly what was going to happen in the post credit scene because what happens is it, it ties up Tokyo Drift, but you get introduced to the villain of Fast 7, which, of course, I'm going to tell you in the spoilers who it is. But let's just say I always knew who it was going to be, but seeing him on screen was fantastic. And people in the theater went crazy. I mean, crazy when they saw who this person was. And the reason why he was not in this movie is he wanted a bigger role. And that's why they decided to, okay, we will put you in seven so you can have a bigger role. And I'm cool with that. So in spoilers, I will tell you who it is and why I am excited for him to be the main bad guy of number seven. 
but Han was awesome. Um, there's a fantastic fight with him and Roman against uh, this martial artist, and it's really fantastic scene. Now we have Gina Carano. Now Gina Carano is a MMA fighter. She's Riley. She's part of Hobbs team. She's the only member of Hobbs team. Now you guys probably saw her in Haywire. She's probably the weakest person in this series. Now, you know, most of you say, well, none of these guys are great actors or whatever. But basically, she is the weakest actor per se. She's definitely, um, she works in where she's at. Luckily, she doesn't really speak a whole lot and she's fantastic in the fight scenes. I really dug her for what she was doing, but she's by no far a two-thumb-up actress. She is, no doubt about it, the weakest character in this uh, in this movie. Now, a lot of people have said that it's the main bad guy, Owen Shaw, Luke Evans, which when you watch this movie, keep in mind that this guy is the guy who's been cast as the new Crow, Eric Draven. So after watching this movie... I think I can handle watching him be the crow. And he's basically a, you know, he's a special armed service soldier. So he was kind of worried coming into this. What would it be like fighting Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and The Rock? He is martial artist, but he's like, you know, looking at me, I look like, you know, me and Paul would work in a fight, but me trying to take on The Rock is going to be kind of too realistic even for a series like this. But overall, though, um, I thought he worked very well. As I said, a lot of people thought maybe he uh, didn't have enough screen time. Again, in a cast like this, everybody gets their moment to shine, which is really great. I thought he was really good. I thought he was probably the most effective bad guy in this whole entire series. I will admit he gets less screen time than most of the bad guys in the other movies, but he's effective because the things that happen around this movie all reflect to him. So he's kind of got one of those presents that are bigger than what you actually see on screen, and that's why his character works. He's, his reputation is what makes this character so big. Now, in regards to other returning characters, that's going to be in the spoiler section because I don't want to give anything away. But as I said, make sure you watch number four because there's going to be a lot of callbacks to that and a lot of story arcs that are completed in this film. As they say, all roads lead to this. Now, before I finish this review up, I want to talk about some of the big action scenes. Our first big action scene is basically crew against crew where they go up against Shaw's crew it's a fantastic scene. You've seen in the trailers where cars are going through buildings and everything. Of course, in real life, they would have died, the things that would have happened during this chase. But we all know this is the Fast and Furious franchise. Nobody dies like this, and it's great. Uh, there's a lot of funny moments, especially with uh, Taj, a.k.a. Ludacris. He and uh, Rock work really good together. And I'm going to say this. There has been some complaint that I've heard that the thing that makes this uh, movie lose a little steam is the fact that there's no Rock versus Vin. I actually love the fact that we have The Rock working with with you know Brian and, and Dom. I think it's fantastic. It's a perfect trio. He it's basically you know he runs the team almost kind of, but not really. It's like he hired them and they're all working together. Each person has mutual respect for one another. There's a lot of jokes like. We're working for the Hulk now, or uh, he's a Samoan Thor. There's a lot of funny jokes, but when you get but when you get those scenes where it's just Dom and Hobbs, or ha or Hobbs and Brian, 
or Hobbes and uh, Roman. They're all fantastic and funny. And I mean, the beginning of the movie, he beats the living hell out of this guy. And it's hilarious. He kicks the living crap out of this one guy. And then uh, all of the shootout scenes are great. He does a lot of crazy stunts, which is fantastic. But overall, I love the dynamic of Hobbs being part of the team versus Hobbs chasing the team. Yes, that was a fantastic aspect of Fast Five. But we're moving on to a sequel. We're building the story. We're moving on. And I love this kind of like in the Rocky series. Your main bad guy is now your best friend. Apollo Creed turned from enemy to partner. And it's the same dynamic in here. And I love it. It works great. So I have no issues whatsoever. I love every single moment that Hobbs is on screen, of course, because, you know, I'm the Rock's biggest fan. But I'm going to say this right now. This is the Rock's best movie. He has made a lot of fun movies, but... In every way, shape, and form, this is his best movie so far to date. It's fantastic performance by Dwayne Johnson. It's great. I love it. He was flawless in every scene, and uh, it was just fantastic. I loved it. So the the other big scene, of course, is the tank scene, the highway scene. Crazy. I mean, the stuff that happens here is ridiculous. There's tanks running over cars like they're toothpicks. It's crazy. You guys have seen where Roman's in a car and the tank's coming on him and crushing him. It's fantastic how that scene plays out. And the big scene is the uh, airplane scene. Now, I'm going to put to rest this complaint that I've heard. And it's been more of a funny complaint. This scene lasts for like a half hour. And a lot of people are like, damn, that's the longest runway in history. Let me just put this in perspective for you. Number one, the one thing that they built on early on in this film is things happen at the same time. There's a fight that occurs, as you know, between uh, Letty and um, Gina Carano's character uh, where they're fighting in the subway. At the same exact time, you have Roman and you have Han fighting one of Shaw's guys. It's happening at the same time. So it's setting up for you that multiple things are happening at the same time. So when we get to the end of the film, there's fights going all around. There's car scenes going all around. Everything happens at the same time. But they tell you, you know, they're showing you different scenes. So it looks like, you know, the runway lasts for a year. It's not the case. Number one, it's a military-based uh, runway. So it's going to be a couple miles long. I'm sorry, people. This is a cargo plane. It's meant to have a humongous runway and it needs time to take off. But you have to keep in mind the stuff that happens at the end of the film is all taking place at the exact same time. So keep that in mind. But as I said, it's not been a complaint. It's just been kind of a big joke of like, wow, that was the longest runway in history. But I totally get it. I'm totally fine with it. I don't care. And there's an amazing twist that happens in this film, and I'm not talking about the one that happens in the middle of the film. I'm talking about at the very end of the film, which we'll get into in the spoilers. That twist was mind-blowing and killed my heart. Killed it. Oh, murdered my heart. I'm just going to tell you now. Oh, I'm still heart-wrenched at what happens in this twist. So overall, here's what I'm going to say about this movie. Uh, I had the highest of highest expectations and I know you're not supposed to go into a movie and have high expectations because nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, you're going to be let down. A lot of people had that with the Dark Knight Rises and understandably so a lot of people were let down. I can get that. Even though I love the Dark Knight Rises more than most people, 
I totally understand and see why there was letdown. For me, based off Fast Five, I had the extreme crazy high expectations like Sears Tower high expectations this movie blew my expectations away so it went above the Sears Tower and went to the sky baby that's how much I love this movie this is by far the best of the series by far better than Fast Five Uh, it's a fantastic story and of course the movie ends just like Fast Five where you think the series is over and then you get the post credit scene and opens up for the next sequel so it's a fantastic film I give it five stars all the way and five stars in regards to fun factor because it was amazingly fun I loved all of the characters I've been uh, you know, I've been following these characters for years it's like I'm part of the family it's like these guys are my best friends Everybody did a fantastic job in their role. Everybody stepped up their game. The story was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was the story is probably stronger in five than it is in this one because there's like the thing that Shaw is after is a little bit, you know, kind of like, okay, you could take it or leave it. It's not as strong as, you know, ripping off the mob, you know, the biggest guy of Rio that that storyline actually works better but the things that revolve around Shaw are better than five I love uh, you know the whole rock and Vin and and just working with the team together I love that Gina Carano fight was great there's two fights with her and Letty I would say the first fight is better than the second fight and of course and of course the post credit scene is I would say the best credit sequence I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of after credit sequence, especially in Marvel. You know, we've all come to know it. You have to wait till after the credits. This one is heart wrenching when you watch it. I mean, you know what's going to happen, but the things that come out, especially the person introduced, which I'm going to talk about in the spoilers, I will explain in the spoilers why this is my favorite post credit scene I've ever seen. Out of all the movies I've watched. This movie is killing at the box office. You know there was a lot of uh, Hangover 3 versus Fast 6. Who's going to win. But it's already done $122 million. Uh, it's got a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 73%. It's got a grade A by all the fans. This is a fantastic film. It's going to probably be the best summer film of the year. Now I know Man of Steel is probably going to be uh, the best film of the year. Or whatever you want to rate it as, you know, I'm excited to see that. But for me, Fast and Furious 6 was the the movie I wanted to see. If, you know, if I don't see any other movie the rest of the year in the theater, I'm 100% satisfied. Uh, I think Man of Steel is going to be mind-blowingly awesome. But for me, I've had all these years in, in, in this franchise where Man of Steel is just starting off. So it's kind of hard to have the same expectations for a film like that that I do for Fast 6. So uh, I was not let down in any way, shape, or form with this film. I thought it was great. So um, And then emotional-wise, there are two scenes that kill me emotionally where my hands were over my face. My wife cried in the theater. So emotional wise, this really pulls at my heartstrings. Again, part of the formula you need to get in the five star category. And as far as flaws go, there's one scene I'll talk about in the in the uh, spoiler section that I was like, okay, well, I guess I could talk about it now because it's not really a big deal. There's one scene where Shaw uh, and Dom are talking, and he has uh, he has a uh, well. 
No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it because it'll kind of spoil it for you uh, if I bring it up. So I'll put it in the spoilers. But let's just say it was one scene I was confused about, but after talking it over with a few people, it makes sense now uh, why things played out the way that they did. So great movie. I love it. Go check it out. Go watch it twice. Go watch it six times. See this sucker on the big screen. You don't want to watch it on a DVD screen. Trust me. So that's it for my review, guys. Uh, I'm going to play you the tune that started off this movie, which is We Own It. I'm not a big uh, fan of these guys that did it, but this song is amazing. They took all five movies and put it in a two-minute clip. This song is great, and it's already number six on iTunes. It was like number 200 on, uh, I think, Friday, and as of this morning, it's number six. So this song is fantastic. I love it. So I'm going to play you this tune. Check it out. Dig it. This is the theme song of Fast and Furious 6, which is pretty much the theme song of the whole entire series. And then after that, I will get into spoilers. So now when you listen to the spoiler section, you're going to hear a very special guest. And that special guest is somebody who's from the STL Nation, somebody who's never been on a podcast before, and he's never been on this show before, and it's uh, it's Monday Night Jason, a.k.a. Jason Watson. He actually saw the movie twice and is a big fan of it and wanted to talk some spoilers. So we hang out for about 20, 25 minutes, and uh, we talk the spoilers of the film. So if you've seen the film, make sure you check out uh, our talk. It's some pretty fun times. Uh, other than that, if you uh, are going to check out, I want to thank you for joining me. If you want to write in on this uh, film, please do so at sweepdelaypodcast at yahoo.com or stlpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at stlpodcast or join the Facebook group at the STL Nation. Or go on the Facebook and just like the page, www.facebook.com slash sweepdelaypodcast. I'd love to hear from you. It'd be great. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed the review and I hope you uh, take my advice and you go check out this movie as fast and furious as possible. So you guys take care. Um, I will catch those who are sticking around in the spoiler section. Otherwise, everybody else, take care. Masunas out. Sean Khalifa, man. Money's the motivation, money's the conversation. You on vacation, we getting paid, so we on vacation. I did it for the fam. It's whatever we had to do, it's just who I am. Yeah, it's the life I chose. Gunshots in the dark, one eye closed. And we got it cooking like a one eye stove. You can catch me kissing my girl with both eyes closed. Yeah, perfecting my passion, thanks for asking. Couldn't slow down, so we had to crash it. You use plastic, we bout cash. I see some people ahead that we gon' pass, yeah. I never fear death or dying. I only fear never trying. I am whatever I am. Only God can judge me now. One shot, everything rides on tonight. Even if I've got three strikes, I'ma go for it. This moment. See these people I ride with this morning.
ride with be the same ones that I die with. Put it all out on the line with. If you're looking for me, you can find wit in the new car or the crown with my new bra. That's a fine chick in the weather squad. I'm down with. Ain't no way around it. What you say? Tell me what you say. Working hard, repping for my dogs. Do this every day. Taking off, looking out for all. Making sure we ball like the mob. All you do is call. Catch you if you fall. Young Khalifa. I never fear death or dying. I only fear never trying. Uh, I am whatever I am. Only God can judge me now. One shot, everything rides on two. Welcome to the uh, spoiler section of the episode. Now, as I told you, I got my good buddy, uh, Mr. Uh, Monday Night Jason on the phone uh, or via Skype. How's it going, Chief? Doing all right. How about yourself? Good, man. It's good to have you on. Since uh, you won that contest a while back, I finally got you on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's It's been a while, but real, real excited about uh talking some fast six with you yeah and you uh you saw this sucker twice right yeah i I actually was thinking about going to see it again today with some uh some buddies but uh i'm probably gonna wait another week and see it one more time but uh i've really really enjoyed it though man i'm jealous that you got to see it twice man i really <laughs> i really am so uh i, I want to talk some spoilers here with you real quick um i was kind of leaving off uh, in my spoiler-free section, uh, one of the scenes that I was confused about was when uh, Shaw and uh, Dom are talking and they have the sniper on each other. I was always wondering why uh, you know, Rock didn't just pull the trigger since they had Shaw in there. But after I had talked with a few people, it's because of Letty. You know, They still would have had the crew out there and they still would have had Letty. Uh, you know, they still wouldn't have got her back into the team. So, right, right. Was there was there any scene that you were kind of like confused on at all, or 
I mean, all in all, how, how did this movie work for you? I mean, uh, I believe you're kind of in the same boat that I am, that it's the best of the series. So what's your thoughts on it, sir? Uh, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, after watching it twice and looking over stuff that I missed, I mean, top to bottom, start to finish, it it was a perfect movie for me. Awesome. I mean, the the writing and the way that uh they interconnected everything was was awesome. Excellent. Yeah, I want to talk about the heart racing, the heartstring stuff, man, the stuff that really hurt. You know, the twist, my wife called that 20 minutes uh, before it happened. You know, when they were in the jail and uh, and Shaw, well, uh, Braga. Braga, yeah, Braga, when Braga was basically saying how, you know, Shaw, you don't get to him, you don't get to him unless he wants you to get to him. So my wife's like, oh, it's definitely somebody inside. I, I think it's her. And I'm like, you know, if it is, I hope it's her because the last thing I want is somebody from the crew to be part of the betrayal, you know. So when it happened, I wasn't shocked, you know, because my wife called it out. But for me, uh, was Giselle dying, man. That was just so yeah. heart-wrenching, man. Yeah, that totally, totally sucked. And speaking on the the twist that you was talking about, the thing that kind of threw me off about it, that uh, when, like you was talking about the sniper scene, yeah, the way that Shaw was talking to Dom, it kind of threw me off right there. Like, you know, something is up. One of the, it's either one of the people in the crew or somebody, go, you know, somebody with them uh, was feeding him information because I'm just like, this is off. But, at the same time, I was sitting there looking like maybe this chick that's with the rock, maybe something else going on with her. And then when uh, when they had the you know little thing in the jail with Braga, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> she might she might be you know she might be the one because the thing about the regular crew, Dom and everybody else that. To me, that's a family unit. I don't see nobody, Han, Giselle, right. uh, Tyrese's character, none of those, you know, portraying everybody because, like, at the end of the movie, they're all a family. So who's the oddball out? This new chick that's with the rock. So Right, right, put, exactly. You put two and two together, it's like, you know, this is the one I need to watch for. So when, you know, Shaw was like, are you coming? And she turns around, I was like, not shocked at all. Right. You know, the two people that definitely got the shaft, if you will, a little bit is uh, is Mia and uh, Alina. Yeah. But yeah. but I you know, I was really wondering how that was going to play out with Letty. But I really love how they took this. They you know, she basically said if it was my husband, I would want you know, I would want to go. And she totally understands because they both you know, they both loved each other, but they weren't, you know, their soulmate, if you will. They both right. know that their soulmate, you know, one, they both, they both thought they died. So right. I love the way it worked out. And then at the end, it was just kind of like, she's going back with, uh, with Hobbs, which is awesome. And, uh, I'm kind of hoping with seven that Letty gets part of her memory back as the movie goes on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying, uh, the, the whole wrap up with her character, the way after, you know, Letty gets back in with the group and, it's no animosity between the two of them. It's just, you know, you were his pretty much his soulmate, and I'm happy that the two of y'all got back together. And, you know, she tells Dom, I am who I am. This is this is who I am. And, you know, pretty much this, this is your life. This is, you, you found, 
your uh, true love again and, you know, go be with them. And, you know, it wasn't no loss, love loss between them. So, I mean, that, that was that was that was pretty nice. Yeah. For, you know, for the two of them to end up, even though they got together for it to to, to end the way that it did, it wasn't, you know, wasn't no lo- love loss between the two. So that's right. pretty cool. Which I really, I think she would be, you know, I know we have the whole Hercules issue because, you know, Rock, uh, they normally do these in three, you know, three-year increments. So the fact right. of, you know, Rock's working on Hercules next year, I'm hoping they can work around them because I definitely want to see these two back together. Because uh, the next movie, I mean, we went from Heist Film in 5 to Fighting Terrorism in 6, and now we're going to have a straight-up revenge flick at number 7, man. Yeah. And, and I'm excited. So the the state of them scene, man, I, I oh, how did you, I mean, we both knew that state of them was going to be at the end. But seeing it played out on the screen, what were you thinking, man, when you saw this? I'm of two minds because it was like, this sucks <laughs> that you were the one that was behind the wheel and did this because, I mean, I've seen Tokyo Drift number of times and it was like, you know, I always stick it in the back of my head. Well, DK, you know, had something to pretty much the, the race when uh, they was racing in Tokyo Drift and the accident and everything that happened. It was pretty much because of DK because of what happened but to see them put jason statham behind the wheel of the car that hit him and causes him to die it was just like at one point this sucks right but then i was just like i want to see dom and the rest of them get their revenge on this a-hole pretty much that's that's how i was feeling i was like that's a it, it it was it was crazy, man. Yeah, that, that's a, crazy. That's a good feeling to have. I mean, the Statham versus Rock versus Vin is gonna be crazy. I mean, it makes sense why they're going to Tokyo in the next movie because it's gonna be the crew going to get revenge. And uh, I mean, it's awesome to have them home. But knowing the fact of that, you know, my thing was, you know, I was like, okay, so uh, she's not gonna be in. She's not a Tokyo drift, you know, and what I figured she would just be explained in seven, like why Giselle didn't go to Tokyo. And when she died, it was like, it was so heart wrenching. It broke my heart, man. It broke my heart. But I was like, now it makes sense why he goes to Tokyo. Cause he, he lost the love of his life and he just doesn't want to be around. You know, he kind of wants to be solo now, you know, just kind of deal with this heartache and man, it, knowing the fact of that Statham killed uh, Han, now it's going to be a whole revenge flick in seven. Yeah. And it's going to be crazy. Um, so, yeah, dude, I, how did your crowd react when they saw Statham? Honestly, it was – and it, it's still uh, it's still crazy that people get up and leave the theater as soon as the credits start because it was roughly about a – half size crew of people in there and the majority of them started to get up and leave and i wanted to you know like with marvel movies tell them sit back down it's going to be something that you know towards the middle mid part of the credits or whatever and most of them got up and left but the ones that were there were shocked just like i was well i mean i knew but it was still that Oh, my God. Right, right, exactly. So. I mean, the cool thing is with, like, Fast Five, you had to wait about two minutes. I mean, luckily, this isn't like Marvel where you have to wait way after the credits. But right. this this one was literally, like, 
40 seconds. And people who were standing, I literally was saying, sit down. I want to see because, you know, immediately the words are on the screen where where he's hearing the police scanner. So I had to, like, look around this big-headed guy. And I'm just like, sit down. I want to see what's on screen, you know. (laughs) I was going off, man. But uh, I got to say, it's just – it's amazing because I had so much fun and – my heart, my wife, you know, Hannah's her favorite and Giselle. It was such a great love story. And what I love is that they set it up where she's a great where she's a, a great shot because the scene where those that guy's taken off and he's just shooting and she's just waiting and she takes one shot and knocks the guy off of his bike. Knocks so you, him out cold, yeah. So, so you knew when she jumped you don't let go that she was gonna have one shot to kill that guy and she did. And uh, I love how they did the foreshadowing there. I mean, it's le- it's not like I knew she was going to die, but her letting go and shooting him, it was forced, It was foreshadowed earlier in the film that she can shoot you with one hit, you know? Right. Uh, but right. my wife is still depressed. She won't tell me if she loved it or, or hate it because those are two of her favorite characters. And uh, she's just devastated. She walked out just saying, I was hoping Han could could come back some way or i can't believe she died but man it's incredible the uh the heart-wrenching scene that happened in a in a movie that you leave your brain at the door and you're not supposed to think of logic that it could really pull on your heartstrings like this says something about the movie you know yeah yeah you're absolutely right so so you saw it twice so tell me about your second experience what was it like going in knowing Everything you knew, what was it like the second time around? I mean, it, the experience. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't any more hyped than it was when I first saw it. But it was more of like catching little, catching little things that I missed the first time around, seeing, seeing what was going on. But I mean, I like it the more and more I see it. So that's, I mean, that's why I, mostly I want to go see it again either today or next week so now i i was giving you crap because originally you had rated <laughs> this at uh at four and a half and you were telling me all these great things and i said well why in the hell are you not giving it five stars and you you couldn't say nothing you're like uh i don't know bro so let me change your mind to go to five well i mean for the most part i've been more or less because of I've listened to, you know, Jason and Danny and you and it's my as far as my criticism as far as uh, rating movies and stuff. I try to look try I try my best to look at it with two minds, but I mean after especially after talking to you, I was like there is nothing wrong with this movie. So why not give it a five? Because I was like well. Some people, you know, might look at it like how it's cheesy and stuff. I was like, there's nothing cheesy about this. You got your high action with it. You got the comedy bits between Rock and uh, Tyrese. And I mean, it's 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 something for everybody in that flick. So and I mean, especially after talking to you and you giving me a whole bunch of crap about it, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to I got to change it to a five. I mean, I at the time when I saw Fast think it was fast five i gave it a four and a half and i mean the same thing we was talking last night and i was just like there was nothing wrong with five either and i'm i i don't know 
brain brain works kind of crazy like that but uh right right yeah well it was a uh, that's good man I, I i'm glad because you know as i was stating earlier uh in my uh kind of my spoiler free stuff i was explaining my thought process on five stars that you know there's no movie on the face of the planet that's perfect but for me you know fun factor is a huge thing number two is emotion i'm a big emotion person how much emotional value i can get out of the film how much heart strings are pulled if you will and then right. a- acting and characters and uh we're, you know story all all those things come into play and granted a little bit of the story of five was strong in regards to the just overall they're gonna rob the guy that has the most money in this one yeah the whole uh, the the device itself that Shaw's trying to steal, they only really talk about for three minutes in the film. Every other story is the most important part of it, which is way better than the Fast Five story. And it just, I mean, if I can go in a movie and I'm cheering and I'm just like, yeah, and I'm bobbing my head at the music and I'm having so much fun and then my mouth is dropping because I'm either in shock of what I just saw or I almost want to cry because I'm devastated at losing a beloved character. Those yeah. those are in my formula for five-star films. So, yeah, this is one of those, yeah, leave your brain at home. That's the kind of, this movie knows what it is, and the fans know what it is. And and it's just fantastic, man. I'm glad that, uh, you know, you, you love this movie just as much as I do. It's pretty cool, sir. And I maybe after this movie, maybe fans will go back and watch Tokyo Drift, and you know a lot of people will stop giving it crap, right? And look at it for what it is, because I mean, what? And it's crazy. I I talked to a bunch of buddies of mine that never seen Tokyo Drift, and I'm like, before you go see Fast Six, you know, go go check it out because it's going to end up playing a part into what's going to end up going on in the next couple of films and it's it's kind of crazy that uh is it justin lin the director yeah justin lin right he started with tokyo drift right yeah it's kind of crazy how he ended up weaving everything back into that movie and when i went to go see the uh fast and fast and furious the fourth movie right i had to tell everybody i was like this movie fast five and fast six all this stuff happens before tokyo drift so it would probably be in your best interest to go watch Tokyo Drift because something is going to end up happening that's going to tie all those movies in together. Right. I mean, four and five are the most crucial movies you have to see before this because right. it, it really calls back the four. Tokyo Drift, of course, in regards to Han. Funny enough, the girl sitting next to me had never seen any of these movies. Her boyfriend did. And she just came along for the ride, and she's like, well, I don't know how I'm going to be able to follow this, but uh, I'm hoping she goes back and catches up with the rest of the series after she saw this. Um, I, I never got to ask her what uh, what she thought. She's my wife's friend, so I'll be able to find out later. But I just yeah. thought that, I thought that was kind of crazy. So Yeah, I mean, my wife, she's never seen any of the other ones, and I had to explain all this while we were watching it because, you know, you try to – most women, you try to get them to watch stuff and try to, you know, get get them to start with the beginning movie. Well, you just tell me what's going what's going on during the movie, and you know, I'll take it from there. And after <laughs> we watched six, she was like, "Well, now I want to watch all the the other ones." And I was like, "It 
it, it blows my mind, but I was just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it next weekend, and then we'll go see Six again at the movies. And she was, you know, like, she, okay, but, but yeah, it's a uh, that, that's a good that's a good way, man. I mean, she'll yeah. really she'll appreciate Six more the second time around because she'll now have the history behind it. You know, that's pretty cool. And right. that, that tells you the power of six, that if, if it's so good, it makes you want to go back and watch all five. You know, that that's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, how did you like the scene in the, the interrogation room with The Rock and that guy that basically was Vin Diesel's <laughs> somewhat poor, uh, piss poor clone? Yeah. I loved it, man. It was great. He beat the crap out of him. It was awesome. Just picking him up in the ceiling was the best part. Throwing him through the table. I, I'm gonna. I said this earlier in my uh, in my spoiler free. This by far is my favorite rock movie. His performance was fantastic, and every scene was he's he was great. He was totally on his game and was fantastic. In fact, you know, I said that Roman wasn't uh as i mean he had a lot of funny lines but it's not as funny as five but where you get the surprise is that it's hobbs and, and taj uh that are hanging out making the jokes messing with right. that guy you know with the cars and making them strip and stuff and he was just so funny like at the end with the spear and she's like you picked the wrong team and he just looks at her like see ya so he was fantastic so i, I love that interrogation scene room yeah yeah what about you i mean that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie that and like you said uh the back and forth between uh him and uh tyrese's character yeah it was uh yeah roman it it was it i i never would have pictured you know putting the two of them playing off of each other but i mean it was solid yeah it was solid all, all the way through the movie even the the part where they got the the car dealer uh guy the the strip yeah the one that was giving them crap, like, you know, what are y'all doing here? Y'all y'all can't afford these cars. And then turns around, he brings the cars over there. And he's like, I, I like that uh, like that shirt. Let me get that shirt. <laughs> like those pants. Let me get those pants. And I was just like, well, you kind of deserved it, sir. I mean, you expect <laughs> you expect Roman and Hobbs to do that, but not uh, Hobbs and Tej, you know? That, right. That's why that scene was so great. No, I got this, you know? And and I thought they were going to steal all the cars, but instead he buys them all, which, right. which is fantastic. And uh, it was just so funny, especially, do I smell baby oil? Uh, do, I, <laughs> do I still see a big fat forehead? <laughs> uh, it was That was great, man. And I mean, that, that was a joke going through the movie. It's like, you know, when they when they was going to get the cars, he just kept telling me, he's like, you're not stealing these cars. He's like, told him again, so you're like, you're not stealing these cars. And I was like, they're going to buy them, but it's Hobbs is still the you know police figure. You're not stealing these cars. And I was just like, this is this is awesome. How did you love the end where I you're not too bad for a cop, and I never thought I'd trust a criminal line. How'd you like that? That I looked at that. I was like, they're going to end up running into each other again, and I don't know if it's going to be you know them the two of them on the same side or on opposite sides. It all depends on what goes on in the next couple of movies. But I mean, I told my wife, I was like, uh, this is not the last time the two of them are going to be, you know, face to face with each other because right. I mean, right. the chemistry right there, I mean, the two of them, they're talking to each other. 
they're not looking at each other. One's faced one way, the other one's faced the other way. And when they got finished talking, the rock backs up and walks off. And I was just like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. And when I just said until next time, it's like, man, I sure hope you're in seven because see the dynamic is that uh, there's been some critics that said, you know, rock versus Vin, you know, you lose that in this movie, but I love it better that they're all on the same team. I found the scenes more enjoyable, more funner. Right. I love that dynamic of Hobbs and the team together. I thought that was fantastic. I loved that dynamic. It was so much fun for me. And, uh, you know, did you did you dig that more than uh, Hobbs versus Vin? Well, I mean, I had no problems with it. And they even, it was about midway in the movie when Roman was going over the profile of Shaw's team. And he was like, this is everybody's evil clones. And, you know, he's picking <laughs> it out. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. I was like, so Hobbs, for the most part in this movie, he was part of their team. And, I mean, they had somebody to counter everybody that was on Dom's team so and the, I mean it, it was I had no problems with it at wow. all good awesome and uh the runway scene so uh one of the other common ones which it's more, not more of a criticism but it's more of a funny joke is how long is that runway scene uh, like how long is that runway you know it's got to be a couple miles and in my uh you know, in my uh, spoiler free, I talked about how, number one, guys, they set it up early in the film that uh, things take place at the same time. You know, during the fight where you have Roman and Han fighting that guy and then you have uh, Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez fight. That's to let you know two things are happening at the same time. Right. So the ending is everything is happening at the same exact time and it's a military one so yes those are going to be long and it's a cargo plane those things need a very long runway to take off so you have to consider the fact of everything's taking place at the same time so yeah even though the scene itself took 20 minutes in all actuality it was probably a five minute uh scene altogether if you really right. think about it you know a movie term so i had no issue with it i dug it i loved it it was uh, heart-wrenching but I was just wondering how you were feeling about that whole last 20-minute runway scene. I mean, I loved it, especially, you know, they spliced in the, the fighting going on. And then, like you said, you had the the, uh, the 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 two cars that was on the outside that pretty much was trying to pull down the cargo plane at the same time with uh, Dom and uh, The Rock's character. They was in there uh, fighting and stuff. So, I mean, I loved that scene. I awesome. loved it. And uh, what you what you already said, uh, you picked the wrong team B, and huh. they shot uh, kicked her out the plane. I was like, yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, that it was. Awesome. So uh, other than that, man, I mean, jeez, uh, I mean, we could probably go on for hours. The on girl fight. Girl fight. So I thought the first fight was better than the second fight. What about you? I agree. I agree. Cause. At the time, I was still thinking, which I don't even know what her character what her character name was, but the the chick that was with Hobbs at the beginning, her and Michelle Rodriguez the the fight because uh, is it Gina Carano? Yeah, it's uh, her name's Riley in the film. Okay, yeah, uh, the two of them fighting, especially with her being a MMA fighter. It, I mean, the choreography and the fight and everything was awesome. And at the same time, you're sitting there seeing Han and Roman getting their butt kicked by. 
Han's pretty much his evil twin in the movie, the one that actually knows a lot of kung fu. Right. Flipping down on him at the same time while that fight was going on. So it was just like, you know, fight after fight after fight, back and forth, back and forth. So it was it was it was pretty cool. And I love how Han didn't know how to fight, you know. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant because uh, you know, in interviews, he said it's cool that you know normally I used to be considered the hey you're the you're the martial arts kind of guy or you're that guy, but now all across the world it's like hey it's Han you know and he loves having that kind of respect and people really dig him and stuff. But right. I like how they didn't make him know how to fight. I thought that was pretty pretty smart idea. So I'm really gonna miss Han man. I really really am. I knew it was coming. I knew they were gonna tie it up, but it's just a shame to see him go. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, with a lot of people, he was, you know, a, a, a character that a lot of people liked in the in the flicks. So for that part of the of the crew to be gone, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of crazy. But, yeah, it's sad that he's not going to be. I'm pretty sure they'll show him in some flashbacks in the next one. But, yeah. Yeah. He'll be gone. We shall see. So uh, do you have any... Anything else that you want to say about this uh, movie, sir, especially since you've seen it more than I have? Uh, you know, anything that you're just like, man, I got to talk about this. The one scene that got me, and I mean, it was a throwback to the original when Dom comes out of the out of the smoke with the briefcase and uh, Hobbs is like, name your price. And he gives him the numbers to the address of the original house in the first movie. And I was just like, this if if they didn't make any more, this this was nice wrap up to go back to wherever where where it all started. Because I mean, as you know, in the the original movie, they all got together at that house and had dinner out in the carport the way that they did. And I was like, this is this is real nice for them to wrap everything up back here where it all began. So right, it's pretty cool. I I agree a hundred percent. And isn't that funny how? When you watch the end of Fast Five, it feels like the the story's over, and and then you watch the post credit scene and you're like, wow, the story just blew up. Okay. Uh, and then isn't it amazing how with six, you get like it feels like the end of the series, the uh, closure, and then you get the post credit scene and it blows everything up. I mean, how amazing is that two films feel like a closing, and instead it doesn't close anything. It opens up new doors. Yeah, that's. I mean that was that was pretty that's pretty awesome the way that they did that cuz I mean it if they would decide that if if they was to to decide that 5 was the last one perfect ending if 6 would have been the last one perfect ending so it's kind of it's kind of nice how they close it off that way and oh we're going to do another one we'll throw this scene in here to to pretty much shake everything up so it's pretty awesome yeah it is well, uh, well, sir, I want to thank you so much for joining me. It was pretty cool that uh, you know, we finally got to talk uh, you know, live because we've been talking for years on Facebook together. And it's cool that I got to have an STL Nation member join me for uh, a quick you know, spoiler review uh, of a movie that we both love, man. It's better than getting you out for a house party, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like... I- I ain't gonna say I like I I love house party, but I mean Hey, we can still I, do that, man. I don't know. If I, you if you still want to do house party, we can set that up for after the hundredth episode, man. You can still do that. Well, it's I mean it's throwback movies back to the eighties that I love, and I mean I love house party, but it's like one 
it has to be the right one that I, you know, I want to talk about. And house, I mean, house party is house party, but it's still, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it on the, uh, on the Facebooks. Yeah, sounds good. Well, uh, again, sir, thank you so much for, for helping me out on this spoiler thing. And glad to get another perspective and, and feeling like I am feeling is pretty cool. So let's hope our buds uh you know kind of love it as much as we do man that'd be kind of that'd be kind of awesome so maybe, maybe jason won't be so hard on this like he was on iron man 3 but you know, <laughs> we'll see it's all good so <laughs> all right man well i'm gonna let you go and uh, you guys out there uh in stl land thanks so much for uh joining me on the uh, spoiler free and the spoiler section and uh, i'll catch you on episode 99 when we do some never back down and uh, you guys have a great week and take care. The soon as out. If you really want more, Keep them coming.